Dr. Mark Malone from Advanced Pain Care on how the spinal cord stimulator blocks pain signals, bringing patients relief at last. And we're able to tune this device to mimic that frequency and essentially block it. I've seen people shed tears of joy in the recovery room when they wake up from their light anesthesia and we turn this device on and they realize their back pain is gone. They cry for joy. Advanced Pain Care at 512-244-4272 or austinpaindoctor.com. They're live, local, and talking about the stories that matter to you. Share your opinions with Mark and Melinda at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Mark and Melinda. 503, Jack is here producing. It's great to have you with us if you're just touching base. We're keeping you up to date on what's happening in the U.S. Senate. Senate Leader Chuck Schumer is now planning a vote later today on a package that only has money for Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, and feeding people in the Gaza Strip. There will be no mention of any changes in border law, no money for the U.S. border. This comes after that border package was defeated. So this is Schumer's next approach, and I was just reading during the break in the House Speaker Johnson was asked about this, and he said, we'll see what the Senate sends over. And he was asked about that because he's been maintaining he will only allow House floor votes on stand-alone issues. Wavering already. Yeah, well, it it goes on to say in the House they're talking about a little-used technique called dividing the question. They're exploring if it if it does come over as one big package with everything bundled together from the Senate, can they break it up in the House and have standalone votes? That's something that they're exploring now, according to the Wall Street Journal. I saw a little bit earlier a CBS reporter saying that there just isn't re- House enough House Republicans that have uh, the want to pass the the Ukrainian funding so they don't think that it will be passed if it stands as is. Ultimately, what it, however they handle it as one big bundle or standalone, they just don't see it coming yeah, out of the Yeah, they just said there were just too many Republicans that just weren't on board. But, I mean, my goodness, they thought they had the votes to impeach Mayorkas yesterday and that fell through. Yes, And the standalone bill to help Israel was defeated in the House last night. Mm -hmm. There's a story in the Wall Street Journal today reporting that Ukraine is now starting to ration ammunition to frontline troops. And they're reducing the amount of artillery fire they're using against the Russians. It says Russia is firing 10 rounds of uh, artillery fire for every one that Ukraine is firing that Ukraine is running low on 155-millimeter rounds for their howitzers. Interesting timing on that report. I was just, I was going to say nothing, Mark, but I'm sure you could read it on my face. Oh, we hear nothing about how it's actually going on a day-to-day basis, but, you know, funny, here you've got this looking like it's not going to go through, and amazingly, we have a story of we're being outnumbered with the amount of, munitions that are being sent back and forth now uh the cynics would say this is time to coincide with all of this some might say well it's it could be accurate reporting that they're being outgunned by the russians now because they are running low on munitions 
But again, I'm going to ask this question, and maybe it is being extremely selfish of me to ask, but why is it always on the U.S.? European nations can send over munitions as well, are they? Last I checked, they were stalled on it as well. You can weigh in with your thoughts at 512-836-0590. In conjunction with all of this, we also have a story today. And you might remember, Melinda and I gave you a heads up on this a couple of weeks ago. Remember when Secretary Blinken and Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas went to Mexico City to meet with Mexican President Manuel Lopez Obrador? Mm -hmm. And then they left and there was really not much said about it. But then the Mexican news media, shortly after that visit, were full, absolutely packed with stories about Mexico cracking down on illegal immigrants in Mexico, rounding them up in the northern part of the country, moving them south, stopping those freight trains carrying thousands northbound to try to get into the U.S. illegally. That was all public information being reported by the Mexican news media. And now today, Breitbart.com and others are following up saying there has been a dramatic drop in January of illegal aliens being apprehended by the U.S. Border Patrol, down 50% in January. It's still far too many, uh, over 200,000 in one month, but they say it's a 50% drop from December, which was the highest month ever. And so they're now starting to wonder, did Mexico and the U.S. cut a secret deal? And if so, what did the U.S. agree to do in return for Mexico if they would finally start trying to cut down some of the flow of illegal immigrants? I find it amazing that our president can make a secret deal with Mexico, but the same man says, I can't close the border without Congress. But you can make secret agreements with another country? Mm-hmm. And if, and if you did... What did you agree to do in return? And, and is it, what is it costing the American people? Yes. So we discussed that initial report about two weeks ago here on Mark and Melinda. It was from the uh, Center for Immigration Studies. And, and this is their field. This is all they do is keep an eye on border issues, mm-hmm. immigration. They were the, the first ones to bring this up. And we talked about it on the show And now today, Breitbart and others are following up saying, Shazam, look at this. It's down 50% in January. That needs to be asked. That needs to be asked in a press briefing with the press secretary. Not that I think that you'll get a real answer out of that. It needs to be asked to President Biden if he were taking questions. It needs to be asked to any one of those people in Congress. It, what, what is going on here? Do you know what's happening? What, what kind of agreement was made? Did you sign off on it? Were you asked about yes. it? Do you know what it entails? Yes. And, and they had a lot of specifics in that initial report two weeks ago saying the Mexican army was going into the rail yards, removing thousands of illegal aliens from the northbound trains. freight trains. Remember that? Yeah, because those images of them hopping the trains were starting to pick up and be posted everywhere. So we had to do something. And that the Mexican army and police were going into huge campsites in northern Mexico, removing illegal immigrants, taking them south 
as far south as they could take them into southern Mexico. And it, there were reports in the Mexican media, video, print reports, and yet no follow-up by our media asking these questions. Yeah. Is it just a coincidence that everything has dropped 50%? I don't think so. Well, and where did that 50% come from? Because you had Border Patrol sources today saying since October 1st, we've already encountered more than a million. If we continue at that pace, that doesn't seem like a 50% drop. Well, 50% in January versus what happened in In December. December. Yes. Okay. So... October was about 250,000, November 250,000, December way over 300,000. Yes. Okay. That's how we got so quickly to a million since October. All right. You can weigh in with your thoughts. 512-836-0590. We've got other things to cover as well. We'll work in your comments, your calls, and your texts just ahead. It's 511 with Mark and Melinda. They're live, local, and talking about the stories that matter to you. Share your opinions with Mark and Melinda at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Mark and Melinda. 517, hope you're having a great afternoon. Gary, welcome. How are you, Gary? I'm doing good. Appreciate you guys, because you always bring up some really important issues for us to talk about. Thank you, Gary. Welcome. Uh, What are your thoughts on what we're covering today? Well, on the issue of, uh, of the border crossing and everything, um, first of all, I think that uh, the Democrats are not the only ones that want Biden to win. All of our enemies basically want Biden or some Democrat. They're scared to death of Trump. So they do just about anything. So my guess is that uh, while the Muslims, for example, say they don't like Trump as much anymore, they hate Trump even more. I mean, they don't like Biden anymore. They hate Trump even more. And so as we get closer to Election Day, uh, I expect that we will see a lot less immigrants coming across the border, and we'll probably see gasoline at less than two twenty a gallon. Hmm. All right, uh, Gary, thank you. You have a good afternoon. 512 Well, uh, along his thinking, if this report about the 50% drop in January is correct, it's already underway on that respect in terms of what's happening on the border. Uh, Mike is in East Austin. Hey, Mike, welcome. How are you this afternoon? Welcome. Enjoy y'all's show. Y'all did a good job. Thank you, Mike. So as far as Ukraine goes, we, the United States, have sent over $100 billion in aid to them. I'm genuinely favor any aid that confronts Vladimir Putin. We know and you realize who he is. He's an ex-KGB dictator. That's what he is. But the problem is Ukraine has a lot of corruption in it. So we've got to frame the aid. No more economic aid. No more cash, number one. Number two, we've got to write the bills where we go specific aid, like you need 155-millimeter hallets or shells. We're going to send them X. 155 millimeter howitzer shells, and pinpoint the, pinpoint the 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 aid in the bill, and not give the administration just say spend this and go do it, and give them make them 
point to what they're going to send. But to Melinda's point, the e the Europeans need to step up as well and put equal amounts that we put in. Yeah, I'm sitting here so, looking at a story from Politico that came out in. I think it was earlier in January. The the EU they did approve sixty billion for Kiev, but I'm looking at this Politico story from yesterday that says what that amounts to is chicken feed because it was until twenty twenty seven that they're going to just kind of send it in efforts. They truly were counting on us to fill in the rest. And that is my issue. When I say I might be being selfish, but why are we carrying such a heavy load when, and again, this may be the wrong thing to say, the fear is if Ukraine falls to Russia, then Russia keeps marching in to where? European countries. Wouldn't you think that they would want to step up and give the most support? Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Europe has got to step up. The European powers have to step up and put forth aid to Ukraine, just like the United States. I think we ought to time our time our future contributions to Ukraine. Just tell Europe, we'll match what you match. You put 50, we'll put 50. And that's fair. And like I said, but it's got to have controls wrapped around it. It's got to be specific and no more economic, no more cash, period. That's my personal view. Well, I think uh, millions of Americans agree with you on that point, Mike. And uh, we've talked about it here on the show. The auditors at the General Accounting Office have been begging the Biden White House to allow them to go to Kiev and really get up close and audit and make sure our money is going where it's supposed to go. That has been turned down. We have wands that can be wanded over the crates of military equipment to track it and verify it's getting to where it's supposed to go. Those have not been dispersed throughout Ukraine. All of these things indicate that we're not getting the kind of information and transparency that the government owes us on what our money's doing over there. Yeah, and I'm sitting here thinking about the report that comes out that says, you know, what Ukraine is able to fire back for all that Russia's there. How about if your people and your government didn't take those weapons and sell them off somewhere else? Would you still be in the same position? Yeah, it's Ukraine. You know, I don't want Russia running over Ukraine because I agree that if Vladimir Putin takes Ukraine, he may try for Poland. And if he tries for Poland, then being a NATO country will be at World War III. That's my fear in that. Mike, and have... Yeah, Mike, thank you. Have a good one, sir. We appreciate it. 512-836-0590. You can call, you can text us. KXAN and KVU are reporting that the city of Austin says it is proud to announce it has now moved 694 homeless off of the streets and into taxpayer-funded shelters. 694. They reached that by taking another 33 homeless out of an enormous homeless encampment at the Longhorn Dam in East Cesar Chavez and moving them into a hotel purchased by the taxpayers. They also uh, make note in this announcement they moved six dogs belonging to the homeless to the shelter. So now that is 694 homeless who have been moved off of the streets and out of homeless camps into taxpayer-funded shelters in Austin. Yes. But that's since June of 2021. Yes, it is. We're in February 
of 2024. Mm-hmm. Less than 700 in a three-year period. That's great. Any person off the street is great. But let's get down to the real numbers. How many of the 694 are now on their way to just living without any support or help? They're on their feet. They're doing well. They're thriving. How many are even still in the shelters? How many have gone through whatever treatment they may have needed? How many have found a job? How many have gone back to the street? How many, how many, how many besides in three years, you've been able to move less than 700 for a cost of, if I do the math real quick, uh, the low end I think is like $210 million? Yes, over $200 million. Yes. All of those questions should be answered with the answers available 24-7 online, updated weekly or monthly by the city of Austin. Like a dashboard. Here's yes. here's the latest count that we had for how many homeless we had on the street. Uh, here's the amount of rooms and shelters we have. Here's how many people moved in. Here's how many people transitioned to permanent housing. This is how many people transitioned into a job and no longer needs our help. That absolutely should be there for us to see because that is a huge chunk of the budget. Absolutely. And we get answers to none of those questions. Mm-hmm. And remember that Mayor Steve Adler and the city council said the first step, the mandatory step, is to get these homeless with a roof over their head. Until you can do that, whether it's a hotel purchased by the taxpayers or some other kind of shelter, they cannot escape the bondage of being homeless. And they will never fulfill their human potential unless we, the public, pay for a roof over their head. So the city is now saying we took 694 out of homeless campsites and put a roof over their head. How many now have jobs? Full-time, part-time? How many have moved out of the shelters and now live independently of taxpayer assistance? According to their logic, it should be 694. And I would think that if they had a 100% success rate, we'd know it. We sure would. You can weigh in with your thoughts. 512-836-0590. It's Mark and Melinda 526 at KLBJ. And now back to the Mark and Melinda show. Join the conversation at 512-836-0590. A homeowners association near Conroe, Texas is suing a gun range. The HOA claims that rounds have made their way off of the gun range and they've been hitting cars and homes in the neighborhood. And so it's now a lawsuit, the HOA versus the gun range. Yeah, they claim that this has been happening for more than a year. They say they don't want any money. They just want the gun range to figure out how to make it safe and to put an injunction on them where they can never fire towards that community again. Um, The gun range says, those bullets aren't coming from here. There's no indication that the bullets have left our gun range and are coming into these people's property. A big thing for me is this gun range has been there since 1995. This community was probably just a bunch of land And then in 2019, some developer came in and made it into um, 
the community that it is, I think in 2019, they should have looked at it and said, okay, there's potential here. We should go and have talks with the gun range if they've had any problems um, with any of this happening. How do they secure the gun range? And it's just odd to me. I know that the homeowners association here said we hired an expert outside, an outside expert that came in and said, oh, yeah, they're coming from there. I did not see in here that these people that are claiming the the guns or the bullets are hitting their houses and homes. I, I didn't see where they called police to investigate investigate i that would be one of my biggest thing i find a bullet or something a casing a hole i hear it mm-hmm. i'm gonna be calling to like where is this coming from i want to get to the bottom of it there's no mention in uh, these versions of the story about them contacting law enforcement uh but they did hire an outside expert richard Ernest. he's a forensics ballistics expert he said there's a high likelihood that the bullets were coming from the gun range. Uh, they claim they have found uh, 9 millimeter and 38 caliber, and they've also found uh, ammunition fired by AK-47s and AR-15s. And he says there's a high likelihood the bullets hitting the residents' homes and cars came from the Thunder gun range. But you cannot prove it. You cannot say with 100% certainty. And I think that that's... What should be there? Is it possible? Probably, yeah. Uh, The gun range is saying we take great care to make sure that nothing leaves our range. We keep and maintain the berms at all times to make sure that the rounds stay here. Uh, This is back and forth, back and forth, and I don't know how it'll end. A bench trial is set for September. This is uh, resident Mark Kennedy, who lives in the neighborhood. He's uh, on the Homeowners Association board. This is what he told ABC 13 News in Houston. I'm not anti-gun. In fact, I I belong to a range myself. The problem I see is that bullets are raining down in a residential area, and the owner doesn't seem to have any interest in putting into place the necessary safety precautions that would keep this from happening. Now, the owner of the gun range denies that. He says, we're meeting all state standards. As Melinda noted, we have berms that we have built. Uh, It's not coming from us. Maybe someone else outside of the range is firing off rounds that are ending up in the neighborhood. But the gun range says, it's not our customers. Uh, You can weigh in with your thoughts, 512-836-0590. The Homeowners Association in this lawsuit says we're not asking for money. We just want a court to order the gun range. Stop your customers from firing in the direction of our homes. Now, these stories do not indicate the distance between the range and the neighborhood. Uh, We don't have any of that. It just says the residents are convinced that it's some of the customers at the gun range who somehow are ending up with their rounds making their way into the neighborhood. And I'm curious, I haven't been to this range, how it is set up, because that could potentially shut them down if they had a permanent injunction to no longer be able to fire this way. The outdoor ranges that I have been to, there is only 
one direction to which you fire. That's where the berms are. That's where it's going to stop. And it is not something that you could just switch it on a dime and start firing the other way. So potentially, this could shut down the range if they're successful. This range is open to the public. It also has contracts for law enforcement to use it, uh, including the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol. Their agents go there and they practice. See, and that's a tidbit that I find a little bit interesting. I would think that if you were getting a contract with any federal law enforcement that they have checked out the range to make sure that this is a safe place for their for their agents to go to practice. I don't think you would continue a contract with a range that was not safe for the individuals at the range or around in the surrounding areas. This residential neighborhood is 2,200 acres. They call it a master-planned community. It opened in October of 2019. What are your thoughts on this? How could this be resolved to everyone's satisfaction? Is one party at fault here? Remember, the range was there first many years, many years before this big 2,200-acre development. 512-836-0590. What do you make of these complaints by the residents? They say eight of their homes have been hit by rounds coming from the range. They say multiple vehicles have been hit. They don't put a number on that. The story does not say whether any human beings have been hit or had close calls. I'm going to guess not because that would most definitely. But again, you would have had the police involved in here. And and I read a couple of versions of stories dating back because they say this has been going on. Not once have I read anything that said we've called the police out. Again, that would probably be one of my first calls before I'm calling the Homeowners Association. Absolutely. I think the vast majority of people listening right now would do the same thing. They would call 911, call the local law enforcement. All right, get in here with your thoughts at 512-836-0590. You can call, you can text us. A full-blown trial on this has been scheduled by a judge in the area for September Uh, So we'll see how this one turns out. This is down in the Conroe area, according to the Houston Chronicle, the Thunder Gun Range versus the Artavia Homeowners Association. It's southeast of Conroe. Randy is with us in Cedar Park. Mark and Melinda, 539. Welcome aboard, Randy. What do you think of this? Hey, Mark. Hey, Melinda. Uh, Well, you know, I've been to both indoor ranges and, and outdoor ranges, and I can understand the concern, you know, from the the range owners that they've been there a long time and things like that. But unfortunately, they they can't developing of the the you know the land around them. There's got to be some zoning rules or something that would that would apply because you know they might have berms and things, but that doesn't mean there's not some Yahoo out there that's pointing their gun up in the air like an idiot saying, "I wonder where this is going to land." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's got to be considered as well. So uh, even you're, you broke up a little bit. I just want to make sure we've got this uh, correctly. You're saying even though the gun range was there first, more than 20 years before the neighborhood, 
the gun range still has the responsibility to make sure no rounds leave the gun range and end up in the neighborhood. Well, how can one property operating as a gun range, you know, how can their interests affect what other property owners around them would like to do with their property? So there's got to be some safety precautions. I understand the issues, but you don't have those issues with an indoor range because if somebody shoots up in the air, they're going to go into the roof. Here, it's open air. Yes. Somebody shoots up in the air, who knows where it's going to land? You know, a quarter mile away in somebody's house, killing somebody. I... No range that I have ever been to allows for you to shoot up in the air. I didn't say they allowed it, Melinda. Well, I would hope that they would kick that person out and say, absolutely, we had an incident here. We apologize. I've I've been to ranges where, you know, there's not somebody monitoring, looking at every single person all the time. And with fires going off and shots going off, you can't tell me that there ain't some idiot out there that thinks it's going to be funny to shoot some jackass, you know, that thinks it's going to be funny to shoot a bullet in the air and wonder where it lands. All right, Randy, thank they're you. Sick, they're sick people. All right, have a good one, Randy. Thank you. 512-836-0590. I would just think if that were the case, I, I have never been out there where even I don't know the next person beside me. If they saw me acting a fool, they wouldn't tolerate it. That's just, you know, the respect that is out there and i would think that if the gun range knew anything about anyone doing that they would be the first people to kick them off and then they would be going okay yeah we had an incident how can we help say how how can we help with this because yes that was on us Mm -hmm. yes Uh, i agree with your point that the other people using the range would immediately report somebody because they recognize that person could put my safety in danger. Absolutely. Along with others. Absolutely. 512-836-0590. We'll work in more of your comments coming up just ahead. It's Mark and Melinda, 542 News Radio, KLBJ. And now back to the Mark and Melinda Show, streaming live on the News Radio KLBJ app. David is in Kyle. Good afternoon. Welcome, David. Yeah, so on this um, gun range situation, it uh, I think I believe y'all said that the gun range had been there for many years before the development, correct? Correct. So it seems to me like um, that would be on the developers of that neighborhood or the HOA or both, not the gun range. They should have had some sort of ordinances in place that says, Oh, if there's a gun range here, you can't build distance or certain directions. I, I don't know if if there was like an adult store in the woods and they wanted to come in and build a school or a neighborhood there, wouldn't they have to rezone or or something or uh, move build somewhere else? I mean, I don't see how a judge would rule in any other way. But for that that gun range. At this point, uh, seems like maybe they would just have to, maybe they have to go right to All right, uh, you're breaking up there, David. Thank you. Have a good evening. It does seem like the developers, at, at the least, should have taken that into consideration. Okay, we have a gun range here. 
Uh, we're going to be building a community. Let me go check out the gun range. Okay, they fire towards this way. Uh, is there a potential that a bullet at any time, even if this gun range is safe as could be, would ever get past there? If the answer is yes, what can we do to make sure that it would never be in someone's yard, house, street? Mm-hmm. In in the initial stages. Right, before a house is even built. Yeah, let's go to Ron B. Caves. Welcome aboard, Ron. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Uh, I, I'm going to, before I say, listen, I, I really listen to your show. Mark, you've listened to you for decades. But Melinda, you're the star of this show. I just can't believe how much continual good sense comes out of you. Me either, uh, Ron. It's kind of like my <laughs> wife, frankly, but you all don't know me. But no, uh, two things on that. Uh, the gun range, uh, I think someone got grandfathered in or some developer should have done a lot better due diligence. But I live out in the western part of the county uh, before you get to Bee Cave, and but it's in the county. And uh, I have a gun range right as you come on uh, off of Bee Cave Road. There's uh, the police officers are pulling in there daily. Uh, to go, uh, you know, all sorts of law enforcement comes there. Very quiet. You don't notice. I think it's basically underground. And uh, also, I can take my gun and shoot it in the air because I'm out in the county. I don't do it, but I can. There's no law. Blah, 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 blah. So the lady, blah, 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 just, you know, it's whining. Uh, I think, you know, uh, the, the gun range is probably going to be grandfathered and the developer didn't do their due diligence uh, or something on that. Uh, I'll, I'll say that. But uh, you, God, you said, uh, did you say, Ron, that you think it's just whining on the part of the people in the neighborhood? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we they had a text. Be. They're buying it subject to what the environment is, hurricanes, sunlight, mm -hmm. you know, floods. Uh, you're buying it subject to. It's all grandfathered in. It's been there long enough that you were on notice when you bought it or developed it that this is what the environment was. It's your, you assumed the risk. I'll say that. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't expect it otherwise. Also, in y'all's reporting about the drop in the illegals coming across the border, I couldn't hear every, the whole broadcast, but I didn't hear mention about the razor wire here in Texas. That's having a big factor because it's easiest to come across our 1,250-mile border. Uh, let them go down through New Mexico that's all big and Democrat and uh, or Arizona or over there in California. All right, uh, Ron, thank you. Have a good evening. What were you going to say about a texter, Well, Melinda? yeah, we got a text that came in from someone that says they've been to this range that we're talking about many times, and they say... It would be intentional. You would have to intentionally fire to where it went outside the range. They think it is the HOA just getting complaints about the noise. Uh, let's go to Aaron in Maynard. Aaron, good afternoon. Have you been to the Thunder Gun Range near Conroe? Aaron, welcome aboard. All right, 512-836-0590. You can call, you can text to join the conversation. Uh, the, the, the battle is on in the courtroom now. That's where this is going. It's mm -hmm. the HOA for this very large neighborhood versus the Thunder Gun Range outside of Conroe. Maybe it's just me, but it seems like it would be 
cheaper to just go and build on the development a bigger thing that would keep your neighborhood safe than filing a lawsuit? One would think so. Now, Especially since they say they don't want any uh, money in return. Exactly. But then also, one possibility is the people building these homes and selling them really are not excited about prospective buyers knowing there's a gun range nearby. Because people might start thinking, wait a minute, am I going to be hearing rifles and shotguns and handguns going off? Honey, what is that huge screen? What, what is that wall they've built there on the edge of this neighborhood? Why, why is that big thing over there? But again, why not buffer that with with trees? If there were trees in that area, why wouldn't you leave a buffer, the developer that is, knowing that it would be hard to sell the community when you said, and by the way, when you buy on this street, that gun range, right back there, you probably are going to be hearing gunfire quite a bit. And but, that's that's the sound of freedom. <laughs> that is the some beautiful people sound. would love it yes. and, and obviously some people do not <laughs> uh, let's go to jake at 554 hi jake how are you this afternoon hey i'm doing good this is jake but um yeah sound is one thing but uh for those projectiles to leave that gun range that's a totally different thing that's up to the gun range to to protect that to stop that can't get grandfathered in that in there and the gentleman that said he could shoot up in the air totally wrong again the sound i totally get it but if those projectiles are leaving and if they're done intentionally i heard that was said. that's up to the gun range to control that oh absolutely if they've got people being reckless out there and it's leaving their property i 100 percent agree and yeah, i do if those think those are in the in the in the subdivision they need to find out how it's happening I mean, and that's up to the gun range to keep those projectiles in there. That's all I got to say. Well, and it's probably more of a sound issue and they're trying to come up with something. But yeah, that's it. Well, and that's where I'm curious with the whole investigation. I would think, again, I will say the first time I saw a bullet hole in my car, I would be calling, even if it, if I didn't hear it as soon as it happened, I would be calling and I would be filing a report saying, where is this coming from? I need to know, do we have a problem in the neighborhood? If it is coming from the gun range, then I would want to address that as well. For sure. For sure. Whoever, whatever bullet that came from, it's got to be identified and it's got to be, you know, handled. But I, I just don't think, think everybody's missing the point. If there's bullets from that gun range, it doesn't matter how they got there. The gun range is responsible for them. Jake, thank you, sir. Have a good evening. Yep. You too. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. That'll do it for today's version of Mark and Melinda. We're here every weekday afternoon, 2 to 6, live and local. Have a great evening, Melinda. You too. Thank you. Great job, Jack and Kyle producing. We've got news next at the top of the hour. Be sure to start every morning with Todd and Oz and their awesome show, 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here every morning, News Radio KLBJ. Dr. Mark Malone from Advanced Pain Care on how the spinal cord stimulator blocks pain signals, bringing patients relief at last. And we're able to tune this device to mimic that frequency and essentially block it. I've seen people shed tears of joy in the recovery room when they wake up from their light anesthesia and we turn this device on and they realize their back pain is gone. They cry for joy. Advanced Pain Care at 512-244-4272 or austinpaindoctor.com.